Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. This week on Pop Days, we discuss James Corden's restaurant scandal. What the hell is Madonna up to? And we're joined by our special guest, Jay Weimar. Woo! Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm Charlie. And I'm Aurelia. And welcome to Pop Days, a pop culture podcast for postmodern queers. The postmodern queers! Oh my god, that is my least favorite thing on TikTok right now. I'm so over the biscuit. Oh my god, I love it. I'm over biscuit talk. Oh my god. I feel like it's come and gone so quickly that like I feel like suddenly I was thrust into biscuit world and then now I'm not seeing any of it. Now I will say that like we'll talk about this more in the pod, most of my for you page. In my like, I honestly scrolled for like an hour and a half this morning. It's so unhealthy. Yeah. I was like, I was really like, I this this is the most I've done anyway. But most of it is midnights now. Yes. Oh my god. Which when, we, we will get into. We will get into. But when I saw people talking about midnights, I thought they were talking about the new TV show on Netflix that is by the same people who did Midnight Mass and uh, The Haunting at Blind Manor and stuff like that. Because Charlie, you posted about it being like, this is the flop. And I was like, it looks really great. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, not the cancer one with the ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Are oh, you a Swifty? Yes, let us Jay. introduce our guests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We are so lucky to be joined by Jay Weimarah. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, my darlings. I'm a little nasally because the Melbourne hay fever has gotten me. But, oh my uh, God. But I'm doing fine. Those it's, fucking cum trees. Oh, I know. They'll it's, get you. Oh, honestly, my throat hasn't been this clogged in a while, and that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> it's so intense in Melbourne. Did you know, I found out recently that whatever, if you're allergic to, like, a certain type of pollen, because then mm. you can be allergic to different ones, fun, um, mm-hmm. you should drink, well, I guess maybe not drink, but you should eat the honey of the bee that pollinates from that flower or whatever mm. that eats the pollen from that flower and it'll help you be less allergic no one's ever gonna do it yeah but it's fun to know to i'm be nodding like, because i told you this information yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
on the pod I last week. I was like, week. wasn't that the last episode? <laughs> so I was like, I read an article and I'm like, it, no, was, a, it was a TikTok. Everything blends into that one. Was, that, was, that was like some stealth appropriation there, Bart. And I was yeah. like, I'm coming in with some hot news. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Charlie. That's okay. I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick with my latte for the minute. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah look, this, this biscuit thing, I, I, love, I love it. I do. I genuinely enjoy it. But I have to admit, my... The, the, as at, as the older queer that I am, the, my brain really only has room for one thing at a time, which means I'm still stuck on its corn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. all I have room for right now. The <laughs> Facebook delay where it's like three months later and they're like, there's this oh. hot new joke going around. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Do you it's... think corn sales went up due to that song? Definitely. I, I know in Queensland it did. <laughs> 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 I know in Queensland it definitely did. Like even the canned corn was going out of sale. Like it was wow. kind of crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a huge corn advocate. I love corn. Absolutely. And so when that came out, I was like, well, I'm, I'm happy for corn, finally. Some well, actually, I think it was all a U.S. government thing. Thing because of high fructose corn syrup, oh. you know, corn is heavily GMO med- modified and um, big corporate is making bank. That makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. That's why American chocolate tastes so shit because they don't really use much cocoa butter and they just fill it with corn sugar oh. with like the yeah. syrup from corn. And that's oh. why like, you know, like how I feel like when I was growing up, it like, Hershey's and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that must be delicious. And then when the first time I tried it, I was it's like, too much. Ah. That is disgusting. It's awful. Awful. Yeah. I do like Reese's pieces. Pieces. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the peanut butter really saves it. I've been getting yeah. um. I always thought Reese's pieces was just a list of Reese Nicholson's former lovers. <laughs> <laughs> the side pieces. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. Speaking of Reese Nicholson, I, uh, I was, I'm very happy to announce that uh, I was part of the big queer comedy yes. concert oh, at the Edmore yes. just recently. Oh my god, which is getting released on Amazon very soon. Yeah, oh and that's all <laughs> yeah. as well. That would have been huge. That, yeah. So all of Sydney Rainbow turned up, and it was actually really, really beautiful. So it was all the, the lineup was myself, uh, hosted by Reese, uh, Cassie Workman uh, was there as well as Ursula Carlson, Geraldine Hickey. It was just such an amazing show. And of course, you know, when you're performing to your audience, it's yes. it's so warming. It's like going home. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, sure. Although sometimes Jordan and I were talking about this. Oh, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. audiences. I agree. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I auditioned for that Amazon thing and mm-hmm. I didn't get it, obviously, because um, they came in on a night where I was performing to straights. Oh. And I was saying, I just got gay married. And they were like, Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> I voted for that. We voted for you. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But funny. no, um, sometimes queer audiences don't get the queers. Yes. And I, I yeah, literally had same. a queer gig last night and I was thinking that as well. Like I went over fine, but um, it's like the night before I had done the same gig as well and it was just a very different vibe. Like sometimes it's like they're your best friends and then sometimes they're your biggest critics. Well, because mm. I think as well that I think that a lot of queers are – are funny because yes. um, it's trauma. trauma. <laughs> so I think that you're like that. I get self-conscious performing in front of queers sometimes because I'm like, I know that 80% of you are funnier than I am. I'm just the one who has the fucking goal to do this. You yes. know what I mean? Like, this is true. Yes. <laughs> we can't all be painting our nails in the workplace. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, sort of, it's 
makes that thing. Yeah, no, I totally agree though yeah. because yeah, I find that I find that with um the difference between what I do in terms of an indigenous audience and a queer audience, I'll always feel more comfortable in front of a queer audience. Maybe because they're a bit more forgiving than the indigenous audiences, <laughs> yeah. and that's just and that's not a read. That's just I, I just know that I, that's been my experience. Yes, yeah. with a queer audience, I feel like you can get away with way more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. especially if you're in drag. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, because I've done stand up in drag and just as jay and it's really uh, the difference is tremendous it's oceans yeah, like, yeah. as reanimation i can get it along i can get away with any horrible shit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because they've already bought into the idea that this is ridiculous it's a man in a dress yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's no there's no room for error here it's just silly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. i relate to that actually mm. yeah, yeah i was just really and i were talking about this where sometimes like it's it's not it's more if it's like um some sort of like queer event or like some kind of like specific lineup that's catered to a certain thing or whatever although that, it would have been uh, it's so funny because like i know that it would have been an entirely different thing with the queer concert at, mm. at the end wall that would have been fucking lit but like my favorite crowds to perform to are just like random random stand-up rooms in melbourne where you just happen to have a mm. significant amount of queens in yes. and then that is the best because they just they just happen to be there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and especially when it's a lineup and a few straights have been on before you yes and then you come on with and your gay shit fresh air. and they're like oh my god finally <laughs> someone we can relate to and then they love you but yeah. if the same people were at an all queer lineup they might not react the same. Yeah. yeah. Oh Lord, so true. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Although have you have you been liking being in Melbourne? I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Melbourne is my town. I love I love it more than any other city in Australia. So you need to know that Jay is currently holding a coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, look, I, I may as well tell your good listeners this. So, uh, so I, I I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival with the Aboriginal Comedy All Stars this year, which was so much fun. But I also pretty much gave up coffee and cigarettes while I was there, and well, that's and, a lot. And during and during you know one of the world's biggest fringe festivals, that's a hell of a time to give up your yes. vices. Yeah. So I did stay consistently drunk the whole time. Heroin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay's on the skag. No. <laughs> no, it was good. It was look. It was it was pretty good actually because obviously tea has the an equal if not more amount of caffeine with a slow release yes. as opposed to coffee. Yeah, I think there's a great. Um, uh, TikTok, not TikTok meme. There's a great Instagram meme I saw recently where it's uh, what the way coffee wakes you up versus tea waking you up. Tea wakes you up, and it's like the classical music, na 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 na, gently waking you. And then the the same person who's impersonating the caffeine modes does coffee, and it's like kicks down the door, killing in the name of <laughs> wake up, motherfucker. Like, it's just, like yeah, that, that's about right. <laughs> that's about right. Like oh, I'm triggered. This is so bad. <laughs> Sometimes I want to be shaken awake, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like it's it's impossible to to quit a coffee habit while you're in Melbourne. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you're not drinking coffee in Melbourne, like what are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. How do you get anything done? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But while I've been here, I've uh, just been I've just completed as of last night my two sets of stand up shows with uh, Nat Natalie Caro's show. Thanks for having me. The queer oh, and POC lineup. Oh, great. Oh, so much fun. And that was part of the Fringe as well, right? Part of Melbourne Fringe, yes. Oh, nice. Yes, uh, as well as uh, just a bunch of open mics uh, just while I was here in Melbourne just to kind of get ready for the shows at the end of this week, which went off with a smashing success. I believe the last one is on tonight with you on the lineup, Aurelia. Is that correct? Yeah, mm. yeah. Although, mm. like, I'm so tired this week. I've done – I'm doing – by the end of today, I'll have done six gigs in four days, Jeez. and it's just too much. I love the like non-committal, yeah, that you were like, I have no idea what gig is on tonight. You're like, oh, no, 
I honestly, I am doing the queer one at the Pride Center and oh, this nice. one. Yeah. Um, and this is the whole reason I came to him. I'm come to watch you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I missed no. you during the festival, darling. That's why. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. um, it's so tiring. Like, oh, it is. <laughs> and also, like, for general people, they don't know, but like, Melbourne Comedy Festival registrations are already Happening. opening. People are already like getting ready for next year, and um, you know, it's it's a struggle. Nice. Will we be seeing you on the on the bill again next year or what? I reckon. I mean, it, it's like that pressure of like, oh, you have to just keep going. You yeah. have to have a new show every year. It's sort of our tradition that each year we complain and say, this is the year we're not going to do a show. And then we all <laughs> inevitably do a show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what about you, Barb? You doing yeah. anything this year? Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay one more time, but with yeah. enthusiasm. <laughs> do you reckon no. you'll be debuting, Jay? I, I will. I'll be doing a soft debut. Yes, I can confirm this. Oh. Um, Oh, a soft Great. launch. A soft launch. So I've, I'm doing a, I'm planning on doing a split bill next year with my good fr friend Lauren Bock. Nice. Oh, beautiful. Um, so Bock and I have known each other for for decades, and uh, we've been sort of chatting around the idea of doing a split bill forever. So what I can tell you so far is we're about to register, and it's called Dinner with the Weimara Box. So, <laughs> we so, so we're, we're approaching this split bill very differently to way the way a normal comedian split bill is because we we realized during the concept discussions we got so sick of the a whole you know comedian walks on stage does 30 minutes and now and here's leaves. my friend yeah, and yeah. so we've decided to inject a bit of theater into it a little spice a little, <laughs> a little theatrical yeah. and we have uh engineered this show as a dinner party between this gatsby era Love um that sort of, you know, arts couple, very eccentric, and they're, they're definitely in a marriage of convenience and it's on the rocks at the moment. <laughs> so the, the whole idea is that we have a dinner party to announce the divorce. You love that. <laughs> oh, Essentially perfect. is the idea. So I, I did see a teaser of your photo shoot and it mm -hmm. looked very camp, very Thank hot. You. I'm into it. Absolutely. Well, uh, if, there's a, if there's a social page for this, which I'm assuming there is, I'm happy to send you one of the photos. Oh, gorgeous. To, just as a little sneak peek for your, for your cheeky listeners. Oh, my God. <laughs> a little taste test of what to come. Mm, this yes. is all very exciting, but it does make me want to vomit. I can't <laughs> think about next year yet. I can't believe that. I, like, I was looking at, okay, this is fun. I My friend sent me a, I've decided it's fun before I share with you guys. It might not be. <laughs> okay, it's um, fun, goddammit. This yeah. is going to be fun. Uh, my friend shared a link um, about uh, a link where it tells you, like, you put it in, in your, like, it's an astrology thing. You put in your date, time of birth, place of birth, stuff like that, and it maps out your, like, Saturn return and, like, your dates. So, um, do you know? Have you heard about Saturn Return? I'm yeah. currently going through mine right now. Yeah, ditto, <laughs> ditto, ditto. And I was like, I'm surely like the things have happened. Um, but I looked up this thing, um, and the the dates were like spooky. Like the date for my friend was like um, when someone someone in her family was, it got really sick this year, and it was the date of the diagnosis. And then this like second date, or maybe it was the same date, was the date that she opened uh, like her first solo show as well. And then for me, the dates that came up, well, there were three dates. Sometimes you only get one, um, but there were three for me. One was like the day that we had a um, meeting because my partner is totally fine. It was a success, but we had a meeting with the brain surgeon. It was like massive surgery that they had to have on that day. And then the second one was the week that our dog got like in, involved in an altercation and we had to like go to the council and stuff like that and got oh. seized. It was like... That if I if I had to be like, oh, this is all kind of fake, blah, 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 like I don't really believe it, but do what you want with your life. And then those two dates came up. I was like, this is 
spooky. That is spooky. And I what about the work. third date? And the third date is January 16th, 2023. And I'm like, <gasps> what's going to happen? Yeah. I just don't know. But um, my partner's date and one of my friend's dates were not till like 2024. That's so scary. And they're like, don't tell me at that point. Okay, yeah. like, like I do not want this app until it's. I want to look back in I, retrospect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought I would be doing. I thought I'd be looking back on the year and being like, oh, those were the dates. But then there's one more incoming, and I'm like, yes. in summer, let That's me just, live. <laughs> it's a self fulfilling p- prophecy at that point. Like mm. if it's like you will have like a stressful time on this day. It's like, well, now I'm going to have a stressful time because I'm fucking terrified of I'm, this day. Exactly. This, this, this like, is the universal equivalent of a blockbuster release. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. my yes. God, it's, a, it's like coming this January. Yeah. Another yeah. life-changing event. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. But some people get one day and then my friend was doing it and they've got like four in their 50s because you get another Saturn return in your late 50s. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I know it's too This much. is assuming we'll all be alive then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there was one for 88 as well. And I was like, well, I hope that's me bowing out. <laughs> <laughs> Life-changing event is life-ending. Yeah, last Saturn return, returning to Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> now that is your show yeah, title yeah. right there. Beautiful. Um, speaking of bowing out, we should get into some news. Yes, um, true. of course. Uh, our good friend Liz Truss, friend of the pod, um, oh, this week God. has bounced. She said, the pound is weak, goodbye. Um, I, thoughts. Ruben Kay's tweet sums it up nicely for me. It's just, yes, Liz Truss's uh, term as Prime Minister has lasted less time, has lasted much less than one season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yes. That is a fact. Yes. 44 days. She's yeah. lasted, last, she couldn't last a full season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That's insane. It's hilarious. I saw a tweet like, that was like, gays have been in chastity longer than Liz Truss has been in. <laughs> <laughs> In office. I can't believe she she didn't outlast that iceberg lettuce. Like that's so funny to me. Did you hear about this? There yeah. was a live Vaguely. YouTube thing where they had a they put uh, some googly eyes, which are always funny, and a wig on an iceberg lettuce, and said, "Who will who will last longer, Liz Truss as Prime Minister or this iceberg lettuce?" And, and the <laughs> iceberg is still fresh. Yeah, yeah, still <laughs> like, popping, still edible. Oh that's my crazy. God. That's, yeah. I was actually in London when she got elected too. So oh, that was. True. Yeah, you, you could you could sense the general like ambivalence towards this incoming prime minister. Yes, yeah. and I mean, the, the, I like uh, enough. Like the one thing you'd learn about London is that a cabbie knows everything. Like cab drivers yes. know everything in London, male, female, black, white, brindle, it doesn't matter. So I've been so the whole time, just in order to bleed people for information, I was just talking to cab drivers the whole time. <laughs> so yeah. and I was just like, yeah, what do you think of the new prime minister? Yeah, no, look, she she seems like she's a fair representation. But I'll be honest, I miss Boris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that was like day two that she got elected. I'm he like, might Whoa. come back. I know. They might reckon? bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the MPs have already have sworn their allegiance oh. <laughs> to Boris. It's like <clears throat> it's nuts. But I I was because I was kind of like. I, you know, not really in the know. Like you would have been so much more aware of it being like in the UK at the time. But like the, there was all this stuff where I was like, she seems shit, but like, sorry, but don't all the Tory MPs seem shit? Like how is she that? Yeah. I was like, what? Big things. I'm- Sexism. Is that- mm. Well, well, she was. <laughs> I, I think also evil cunt. They hate a girl boss winning. <laughs> yeah. And she really was a girl boss, but she she girl bossed uh, with. She she close to the sun. A little. She's, her ideologies were super, super conservative. She brought in tax cuts like straight away. She did all this stuff that she uh, like quite against her parties, which is I don't obviously don't stand for the Tories, but like um, she uh, it like was instrumental in the the cost of living crisis and made it 
significantly worse. Like literally went in there and was like, no, no, no. And they were, cause they knew that she was like, had all these like really strong conservative ideologies about no tax, libertarianism and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think anyone was expecting her to bring it in, in like this time of crisis. And like mm. also right after the queen dies, when the pound's going to like go down and all this mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But she literally yeah. did it and was like blinders up, like living my dreams. And they were like, we would love to have a meeting. We would love to have a meeting with you, Liz. <laughs> oh, it's actually like such a good time to travel there because usually the Australian dollar yeah. is like, so we get like getting, you know, like 50 pence for $2 yes. or some shit. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's funny you talk about her libertarianism because uh, I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, that sounds like something Maggie Thatcher would do. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, the Britain has this really like sorted, not very clear history of not very clear, sorry, very murky history of, you know, dealing with women, women, um, Tories. It's actually really funny. Yeah. Funny, peculiar, because yeah, like they, they just don't know how to deal with them. It's yeah. A, yeah. Like at least we've had a successful female prime minister who's yeah. lasted, you know, a minimum of two terms. Yeah. As we they got a great monologue out of it. We got a great monologue yeah. about, about misogyny out of it. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, she still cut all that single parent benefits. <laughs> did women especially wrong who are, often overrepresented in single parent households yeah and yet we look at julia gillard like she did anything for the people like aside from that speech and like partnering with rihanna once i i will not forget julia gillard what you did to single parent households you know you know what we need we need like an australian hamilton style musical of australian politics yeah Yeah, aurelia i think you'd make a great gillard personally oh my god no i would be i would be the one assassinating her (laughs) aurelia is kevin rudd (laughs) i'll I'll take it i'll take it the the apology would look great coming out of you honestly Like, okay, we're writing this musical. We're writing this musical. All right, I'll do it today. <laughs> when I was in year 10 civics, we did like an excursion to um, Parliament and it was before Julia Gillard had been PM, um, but she was sort of like popular at the time and we sort of like bumped into her leaving as we were heading in and one of my friends called out to her, Julia, and she was like, <laughs> what? And, she, and, and then he was like, are you a happy little Vegemite? Whoa. <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, I think I am a happy little person." <laughs> that is a cute question. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, yes, that, the people need to know the answer to this question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just yeah. thinking as well, Jay. I completely forgot, but you were in London when um, Liz carked it. Uh, look, yeah. complete coincidence. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, yes, um, where were you on the night of? <laughs> look, I, I refuse to answer any questions that involve me being black and nearby. So, <laughs> which is also what my sexuality is, nearby. Um, but, no, no, look, that, look, I have to admit, like being a person of colour, being an Indigenous person and actually being in the city centre where historically all of those decisions were made does a lot of things to the delicate psyche of an Aboriginal yes. person. Like, my God, it was insane. Like, you... Like, we all have this uh, idea that you walk into London and the UK and you think, oh, yeah, Hogwarts, it's going to be so much fun. But also, like, you have to double think and realise that a lot of horrible shit has gone down in this city historically. Yeah. Like, I couldn't find one single memorial to Oscar Wilde, for example. Yeah. Yeah, and but, uh, but where my yeah. fag sculptures at? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I like like everyone's thinking, I'll oh, go to the tower, go to this. No, man, I want to look at Freddie Mercury's grave. That's what I want to yes. do. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, he's buried under his birth name. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, his actual his actual language birth name, mm. oh. which what I managed to name? find out. Uh, Farouk. He's, Farouk. Uh, his um, Zoroastrian name. Is yeah. that some kind of like dead naming thing where like the, his family? 
were like not down with it kind of thing. Like, I feel like it might have been more of a case that he had to change his name from Farouk to Freddie to break into the mainstream music industry. Yeah. I would yeah. argue that as well. Yeah. 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 For an icon like that, just give him their yeah, yeah. It's, Also, it, Farouk is all, a great name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually found the, the grave, interestingly enough, and it's actually – it's just an ordinary – it looks like an ordinary grave. There's no real sculptural memorial there. Just It's just his birth name, mm-hmm. and it's just a normal cemetery plot. And, and you think well, – well, I thought while I was there, okay, fair enough. I, mean, I understand his family probably wanted to do the right thing by them and their their culture, but also you look at that and go, yeah, but you meant so much more to everybody else though. Yeah. You were, you, you were the gay icon ever, yeah. that everybody knows. So I just hope that, you know, more people learn that, that he is buried under his birth name by this. Yeah. Um, sorry, circling back around to your question because <laughs> yeah. I, just, I killed the queen. What about the queen's grave <laughs> that you danced on? Oh, yes. uh, my, my mind is like a lazy Susan. It'll come back again. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, it'll get on track by the time I get to the end of my coffee. Um, no, like, like, yeah, I was there in London when it happened, and the uh, like, I'd literally. It was very quick actually, because the news had broken that she was not feeling well, and so, and we were just drip feeding information out of Balmoral the whole time. So I get so I literally walked in to have dinner. I was gonna go see Ruben Kay's show at the Soho that night. And I walk in to go get dinner to this restaurant. And as soon as I walked out 25, 40 minutes later, she was gone. That was it. It was very, very quick. And the overall feeling of Londoners and members of the UK uh they're all remarkably stoic. Like culturally speaking, they know how to deal with this because it's happened to them for centuries. They all know what the protocol is. Which means that they're not actually like they're not really super stressed about it. They just know the the city's going to slow down for a few days. It's built into their social fabric to react to that to the fact that okay, the head of state is or the figurehead of state is about to die or has died. So we're not going to get too fussed about it. We're just going to make sure that the city proceeds as safely and quietly, and we follow all of those normal procedures. Which means shutting down the city for about ten days, going through the memorial process, going through the mourning process, expecting all of the royals from all branches of the tree to come out, making their statements. Um, the rotunda at Buckingham Palace, uh, we ended up going there um, at the middle of the night like, as, the, as the, the shows had finished, and we stood outside Buckingham Palace. Buckingham Palace is huge, by the way. Like, it's about the size... It seems big. <laughs> it's, it's about the size of a Melbourne city block, and I, was, I just went there to go check it out and also just to ask Charlie how much the vacant room was going for. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a housing crisis in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot your shot. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I can pay by like the day. Yeah. <laughs> Backpacker rates. If this is my last day on earth, yeah. <laughs> I can pay by the day. And yeah, and so um, going there and actually seeing like the amount of outpour that had already started, like the news had been fresh for only a few hours. So people had already started turning up, like people put their flowers and their candles, people were dancing to God Save the Queen in the Rotunda. God. It was it was freaky. Like yeah. that's the word I, that's Surreal. probably the, yeah. Yeah, like, again, just sort of from the context of an Indigenous person looking at this and going, okay, I understand this country is sad about this or dealing with it however they deal with it, but this is really freaky. I don't know how to actually process this on an emotional level because there's the need to be respectful for the country you're in because you don't want to be the drunk idiot on TV or the drunk Australian on TV causing havoc. Respect for the country you're in. How about they demonstrate that first? <laughs> Come on now, respect has to go two ways. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Well, I just knew if I arced up that 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 the flood of BBC cameras that were around. Oh my yeah, God. No. Around, yeah. I'm just like I want to make an example right now, but I freaking can't. I'm like yeah. the disrespect for me is an internal. You know, mm. like internally, I disrespect mm. all over the place, everywhere I go. 
You would never tell by my face. Um, there is a smile on my resting bitch face. <laughs> but I'm fuming. Yes, well, I guess at the time, um, yeah, at the time I was still kind of reeling from what was going on because that's the other thing. Uh, we, As Indigenous people, we tend to have a few monarchy loyalists amongst us, which is also kind of freaky. Didn't realise that was the case. Um, and I, I don't know where that comes from other than perhaps just a delineation in your mind between the symbol of oppression and the actual mechanism of oppression, how it plays out here in Australia, because we are part of the Commonwealth. So uh, all, I, all I could do in that moment was take a photo of myself in this historical moment where the Queen has died out to the front of Buckingham Palace and I'm just very quietly slipping the bird underneath <laughs> my... <laughs> very quietly, just like, at the, just, I'm just below my waist and there's a yes. photo of me just sort of flipping the bird at the camera going, yeah, that's, that's how I feel yeah. right now. Yeah. Pouring some salt on the garden. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I tried very, I really wanted to urinate on the gates, but yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. And I couldn't. The police were there and I'm like, I can't do this now. Oh <laughs> Meanwhile, the Irish are like setting off mm. fireworks, having street parties. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, man. I, I, Irish Twitter went nuts. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think probably one of the best ones was. Uh, it was, um, I think, some random tweet from one of the Tories about how this is a solemn occasion, and uh, <laughs> it was it was Domino's Dublin who went, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Domino's Dublin. <laughs> Domino's cool. has a loose social media presence, yes, though. They're, they're always fucking funny. Some mm. gay intern going off on yeah. Domino's. Mm, to all you young queers at Domino's, keep up the good fight, though. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> um, speaking of queens. <laughs> please, please. Let's did, go anywhere. <laughs> did you see um, as a photo of Selena and Haley seemingly reunited, um, bringing in a new level of world peace we never expected um, after all the beef. beef? I don't know. I feel like the beef wasn't real from what I saw in the... Call her daddy, Haley Bieber episode. <laughs> but it's it's interesting. I wonder if it's like, is it real? Do you think it's real? Do you think they're like friendly now? I'm like st still learning who Haley Bieber is. You know, she's one of those people. I'm like, so is Haley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but they've been married for four years. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, good for them. Isn't the 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 thing that the fans are like? I'm like, I'm like, it's such an enigma when, like, because like, Serena Williams, Serena, <laughs> Selena Gomez, Selena Gomez, Serena Williams fans are ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> Selena Gomez's fans are like right or die, like they're fucking yeah. hardcore, which is so funny to me because like, she's not like a Taylor Swift presence or like Beyonce yeah. where it's like she has this like or Rihanna where it's like these these like tangible like yes. art things or things that she's putting out in the world she's not she's not even doing like the full kim she k flies. thing you know like yeah. yeah there's something about her where they're like she's so low-key yeah but she has a beauty brand now yeah. oh okay yeah. yeah it's called rare beauty and she's oh. on that um murders in the building or whatever with martin oh, short that and is a really yeah. good show yeah. it's actually oh, pretty good yeah, only yeah. murders in the building yeah yeah but her fans are really fucking hardcore so i wonder sometimes if these things happen because um uh, <laughs> because maybe so Selena was like, Haley is getting literal death threats and like oh, so like that. Maybe okay. I'll just like put out an olive, you know, yeah. put, like put yeah. things aside just so that their lives are a little bit easier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel like everyone. that's what it is. Yeah, to be honest. Um, looping a little bit back to old British cunts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I what this week 
Thank God. Um, everyone's been coming for James Corden. Oh Have you been God. seeing this shit about the restaurant and all that? Oh, yeah, I've heard a bit about it, but just back, 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 fill me in on it for a so second. Basically, That's... this restaurant, I think it's in New York, um, yeah. called Balthazar's, that I think it's like some kind of like staple restaurant. Um, the like owner of it kind of came out and said, um, James Corden has been banned from our establishment because he was an absolute dick to multiple staff members. <laughs> and there are heaps of people that can verify and no one is surprised. Um, and now all these other things, like I think like a diff- an airline came out in support being like, <laughs> he's also not allowed on the, our but, airline. But that was Ryanair because Ryanair has the same fuck. Ryanair's social media person must be cousins with fucking <laughs> Domino's <laughs> because they tweet the same shit. Ryanair yes. is like big on TikTok as well. Yeah. But everyone's just been saying like that it's not surprising and there's all these kind of stories in Hollywood about James Corden being an absolute prick. Well, stuff has been coming out for ages. Like I remember when things were coming out about Ellen and everyone was like, James mm. Corden is next. And, and there were people who used to work in restaurants and stuff in LA being like, I, I'd heard stories of him being comes to like wait staff for like at least two years ago. Yeah. And then um, there's also that classic story about him uh, on an airplane. Have you heard this story? Oh, it's great. I also found out that like the working the turnover rate at James Corden, like working on the show is like insane because it's like like Ellen, it was like you just have to work a year there and then you can work anywhere. So they always get like these young people getting yelled at for a year and then they go. Devil wears Prada, but without the authenticity. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um so apparently uh James Corden was in on a flight, first class. Um, and then then this woman came on a little bit after him with like bags and stuff and put them up on the top and she had a baby and the baby was like crying and crying and he was like sitting near her or in front of her. He was sitting in front of her um, and he just put noise cancelling headphones on and everyone was like, oh, that's nice. He's not making a big hullabaloo about it. He's just like putting his headphones on and going to sleep. She cried the whole plane and then like they land. Um, she gets up and she's like juggling this baby. She's trying to get this baggage off the top and then she goes, well, could you at least hold her for this bit? And it turns out that's his kid and that's Whoa. his wife. Ah! <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, everyone, so everyone was like, oh, that's kind of nice. He's not really kicking up a stink about this baby crying. Like he, that is his kid. That is his wife. He just ignored them the whole flight. I hate this man. I hate that. I also like, okay, I hate babies that cry on planes, but I never say anything because the parents must hate themselves so much Truly. more. Um, yeah. All the regret going through your mind as you're like, why did I bring this person into yeah, yeah. <laughs> this flight <laughs> and into this life? <laughs> like, but to your own child? It's negligent. I mean, I mean I've been on planes where there have been more than the fit, more than the I guess, regulation amount of infants on a single flight. And I always just try to give a sympathetic nod to the parent and just go, look, I understand the kid is not like, the kid's not used to being alive, first of all. So let's just... Let's yeah. just let's just all bear and bear on the fact that they're several thousand feet in the air and they know it, but they can't articulate that this is kind of freaky. So let's just uh, cut the parents just a little bit of slack and go, hey, it's all right, it's fine. I bought these hundred dollar can- sound cancelling headphones for a reason. Yes. yes. But if it was my kid, then fuck the headphones. I'm going to do my best to actually keep the kid company. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes and- I'm like, give me that baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Were you doing absolutely nothing? Let me. You got to like, play with it and, or and, some and, shit. And uh, look, uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to air this because it's been an unpopular opinion I've had for a really long time, but now I get to rub it in the face of everyone who's told me otherwise. Fuck James Corden. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, 
Oh, excuse me. You're all right. You just fired yeah. up. <laughs> I just, I, I, I have hated this guy yes. since I first saw him. Thank I just, you. like, I, I, I wouldn't count myself as an expert on first impressions, <laughs> but like, I don't know. When you see, you, you've, we've all met or seen people that were like, I don't know what it is, but I fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he is the single most irritating personality He's a on slimy. television. He is a slimy, egotistical prick. Yes. And I, like, there's only been one time James Corden has actually made me happy, and that's when Helen Mirren kicked his ass in the rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I, I'm just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, you don't fuck with Helen Mirren, first yes. of all. <laughs> There's something dark about it. And why him. is it always oh. the people that have this like sunshiny, like, oh my god, carpool yes. karaoke, um, Ellen, nice like, guy, be nice wife guys yes. those are always the worst fucking people oh, th- and there's plenty of there's plenty of evidence to suggest that no one's that happy right like mm. the, you can't be that amiable even for a talk show it's just no no fuck james corden fuck his whole setup and absolutely fuck his personality i cannot stand him <laughs> i've never liked the guy and i've only kind of seen bits and pieces of the show where i'm like oh yeah that's funny but i know some poor prick wrote that for you who was pro- underpaid and treated like it was shit. Under, it was underpaid absolutely i mean like it, the same thing happened when uh, john mulaney started uh, talking openly about what the writing process is behind Saturday Night, uh, Saturday yes. Night Live. Lorne Michaels is a dick to work for. And yeah. So I can only imagine that in the American sort of, you know, field of television writing that this is what happens in every studio. So yeah, fuck James Corden. I yeah. can't stand the guy. <laughs> I never liked him in the first place. I saw the best Onion article cunt. about James Corden because they finally like got him to respond to these restaurant claims or whatever. And he was basically just like, I, I've done nothing wrong. Like he was just like flat out like denying the whole thing. But the Onion article was... Um, James Corden finally responds to restaurant debacle and it's like, I like to take in stray dogs and suffocate them to death. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, yeah, because I feel like servers, like there's obviously so many people that are dicks in LA. Like there's absolutely no denying it. The fact that servers around the whole city were like, no, no, 100% this guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like... It's undumois. It's real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. When you have the personality of a jam donut, too sweet to be good, it's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, how can you possibly build anything off of that? Like, oh, I hate him so much. That's like that thing where it's oh. like... No one, like, nice is nothing. I fucking hate yes. nice. Your, your yeah. brand it's can't like, be yeah. base humanity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm also like, nice is just words, but actions are, yeah. like, Absolutely. kindness and everything like that. Speaking of people we hate. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us on track. <laughs> Excellent. Um, have you seen the photos of Johnny Depp um, <gasps> where they're, like, unrecognised yes. Johnny Depp takes photos with, with fans and it's so dumb because it's, like, if he wasn't recognized, nobody would take photos with him. But also he has truly aged so horribly. Yes. And I don't know what's going on with this man, but whatever it is, he deserves it. I, I yeah. said that picture, there's a picture of him that people are comparing to um, the Ab Fab girls yes. as well, which is so funny. There's so many, like, anyway, but I sent it to so many people being like, who is this? And they'll be like, I don't know. I don't, and like, and you wait and you watch them. I'll show, show people the photo. And they're like, um, oh, God, it's someone. And then they'll be like, oh, God. And no one yes. says his name straight away. Everyone just goes, oh, oh, it's, yeah, it's him. So I'll put up on Twitter, like, um, this is my nana. She's been lost for three weeks. If anyone <laughs> sees this woman, please help her. It's, it's when someone is like, you know when someone's wear, like wearing something to prove, prove something to themselves? Like there's something about the way that Johnny Depp dresses and behaves. Oh, he's, he's like, a cigarette with a scarf on. Honestly. Yeah, yes. That is such an app. Yeah. But he doesn't like, there's like a lack of embodiment of it. It feels like a child playing dress ups. Like, you yeah. know, when you see that and you're like, 
It's like when Disney stars come out and then do like try to do like hot girl stuff yes. and you're like, absolutely, mm. but you didn't like you're wearing this. It's, <laughs> like, give, I don't feel it's like- giving bead auntie. Yeah. 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 Everyone's got an auntie that wears beads. I'm sure I'm sure it looks good on whatever planet he's from. But like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I yeah, Johnny Depp has lost I've lost sympathy for him, honestly. Yes. Just like I don't care anymore. Look, you are look, you were cool in that one pirates movie. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Well, I heard that um Kanye this week has hired um, <laughs> Speaking of Yeah. Kanye's hired Johnny Depp's lawyer. And uh, well, he's gonna need him. Because mm. oh, he's losing absolutely everything as he should. Yeah. And the worst thing is, you know those White Lives Matters t-shirts <laughs> he yeah. had going down the runway, which was the start of his newest cancellation. <laughs> Apparently he was handing them out to homeless people in LA. God. And that's And some- they were like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's somehow so much worse. Yeah. Why like why would you do that to people who are already doing so badly? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, especially with the rampant homeless problem in Los yeah, Angeles. Like, like, oh, yeah, like, I don't want to see that. Give them money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. don't need T-shirts, Kanye. They need your house money. in Wyoming. And, and the wild <laughs> thing as well is he was talking about starting his own city with an ecosystem where people oh, would sell, like, branded oh. merch and food and shit. And I'm it's so like, sick of Kanye. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's beyond, it's, oh, like, it's beyond, like... I don't know. If anyone I know was to defend Kanye, I'd be like, you are in the sunken place. Like, irascible. Like, things are just happening. Like, by the time this episode airs, there'll be five new things that have happened. And, like, you know, it's like, okay, well, we just can't keep up. Is North at his school as well? Like, you know that school where they're like, good morning, Donda. Wait, is that a full-time school thing? Yeah, he's opened a school called Donda. And, like, they all come down and they're all wearing, like, the same hoodies and it's one girl going good morning Donda and then there's like a video image of something it's going on and cult. then it's all these kids singing along going good morning Donda oh, oh my god, oh my god. Okay, do not drink I did, the Kool-Aid I didn't yeah. know about that school but that makes so much sense because he had this beef with um, Kim about where the kids go to school because yeah. she was like oh they're going to this school and why like if you love your children would you want to uproot them and put them in a different school like that is the most like fucked up thing to do to your children going through a divorce already like oh it's it's so mm. narcissistic it just it, it's it's like the, the the absolute toxicity that comes out of this marriage yeah. is it like we hear more about the the horrible stuff that comes out of this marriage than the actual marriage itself mm-hmm. and what i find so just oh what's the word i'm looking for you see, this is what happens when I talk about Kanye because I'm like, dude, you were once like the poster child for conscious hip hop, and now you're this human meme. And I, I'm so tired of hearing about your narcissism all the fucking time. Like, yeah, like as a, as a black man, I look at this and just go, you are not doing anything for people of color right now. Yeah, you are so you're becoming so self serving, and you are like the fact that you've bought and paid for a school for your child to go to is insane. This is, this is, this is, this is the act of a cult leader. Mm. And, I find yeah. it, and I find it so unbelievably just like, I want to, I look at someone like Kanye and I think to myself, dude, you need some honest friends and like a cup of tea and just need and to a sit And a PR down. person. Oh, yes. You, just, <laughs> you need to just take like three years off and maybe emerge uh, for your presidential campaign if you've cleared the psych check and just chill the fuck out, dude. <laughs> like relax. We don't need to hear from Yeezy all the time. Yeah. Really? Mm. And he's, it's just, it does just seem like someone who's just surrounded himself with yes men and at one point mm. just decided, no, 
I'm not going to have anyone yeah. around Yeah, I me. want some no people. I want some no people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, where are, where are these really honest and, like, you know, caregiving people in your life? Because it seems to me you've don't, you don't have any. Yeah, yeah. he someone needs 2012 <laughs> Chloe. Yeah. Honestly, someone else who needs someone to say no sometimes in their lives is Madonna. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. We have to talk about it. All right, all right, all right. What is going on? What is going Does on? Does anybody know? <laughs> Does it like oh, genuinely? Does Madonna like, know? Okay. And like, we just gotta talk about it. I'm gonna what? say no. Madonna doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like I feel like this is like a bit. Like I feel like someone's playing her, and that this is like it looks like makeup. Like no, it, like, it like, does. Like, like, like yeah, yeah, like a, someone's doing like prosthetics makeup. Yeah. I'm like, is that her? Is that even her? <sighs> it's. Okay. Let's, okay. All right. So I've got I've got a thought experiment for the table here. All right. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's pe- let's put Madonna next to Cher for a second. All right. And yeah. So, okay. We've got two two icons of music and uh, music and pop culture right in front of us. All right. Cher, I think is the best example of what to do. Yes. To age gracefully into yourself, into your stardom, and just sort of you know be present. Madonna and yell about things on Twitter in all caps. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And and accidentally take. Photos with conservative members of parliament. But that's okay. Look, I love her. She didn't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then you've got Madonna, who I feel like is, she, I feel like she feels like she has to stay at the party, even though the party's long finished. Yes. And there's something going on with her where I honestly think that no one, again, no one's told her no. No one's told her, hey, maybe you could just not do this for a while. Maybe just stick around, stick around at home or be with your family, be with your kids, whatever you want to do. But just stop trying to push yourself out into the public, right? Because, yeah. yeah, it's not that your time has passed. It's just that you've already done the work. So yeah. I just don't understand why she's doing this. Well, she's doing, like, <laughs> clickbaity shit. It's like, yeah. babe, you don't need it. Like, the whole, like, if I throw this into the bin and I, if I miss, I'm gay. And then she throws this shit in and then she misses. And everyone's like, is this you coming out? Like, what the fuck's going on? Like... <laughs> Have you seen this? Oh, hundred percent. I'm just still thinking about it. Yeah. Like I yeah. just, it is one of those things where, yeah, it's like, just like, uh, but also like, this is a part of me is like, we're saying this as like, you know, young people and we are young, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you know, like, uh, like it is one of those things where like from our perspective, where like the best thing that you can do is like quietly stay an icon, you know, yeah. like, just like let your work speak for itself. Also, like she's at retirement age, right? Like she can mm. just like show up at events like Joni Mitchell, her life, you know, one day mm. show up at a folk festival and blow everyone away. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't have to be like this, like fight. I think what like is upsetting when we see people like Madonna do this is that fight for like relevancy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could have st- stayed this like reverent like icon that's Left never going to lose it. Mm. But with you fighting for this like relevancy, you actually lose your legacy a little mm. bit. Yeah. And it also is because we see, have seen so many celebrity breakdowns online. You're like, okay, cool. When are we going to find out about what horrible thing Madonna's going through or something? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like we're like, when we're going to find out she's an addict or something I just like that. looked up. Madonna is 64 and Cher is 76. What? Um, Dolly mm-hmm. Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton is 76. Um, Tina Turner. Is she still alive? Tina Turner's still yeah. going. What? She's 82. Yeah. Oh my God. She lives in like What's Switzerland. What's age got to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In Switzerland, yeah. you live a long time. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. It's like an elven like colony. Like time literally works differently yeah, the, there. The, the, the air is so clear. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The taxes are so high. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit of a pivot to another um, 
older celebrity who's in the news this week. Um, and I'm kind of looking to Jordan for some like explanation about this whole thing. But have you been seeing on Broadway, there's been this thing about Patti Lapone. Um, oh yeah. Like revoking her like equity card or something like that. She's this. revoking her equity card, which means that she can't work on Broadway. So she's quit Broadway. No. So Why? Because <laughs> So I, I don't know the ins and outs of this story and I'd really love a listener who could be bothered to explain it to us if you can. But like <laughs> from what I understand, there was so um, Patty is like known for stopping shows and being when like, people were filming. you over there. You've been taking pictures all night. <laughs> put your phone away. And like one time through in a Q&A, she's like, put your mask on. And then was like, get out of the theater and like all this kind of stuff. So she like cracks it because she's all about theater etiquette, which I understand as well. But what happened with Hades Town, uh, a cast member of Hades Town, who, uh, which is apparently an incredible show, um, they stopped the show and yelled at someone, like kind of still in character. So people didn't really like notice it straight away and then afterwards realized what was going on um, for having their phone out. It turns out that that person, I think, was hard of hearing and had a special device. Like Closed captioning, yeah. Oh. The show. Oh. <laughs> I know. Yes. Oh my God. We, we, we harmonized on that. <laughs> on that side. And here's the thing that's shit. And you shouldn't, have, you shouldn't have done that. But I think that, that, like, all that, that actor just needs to apologize and be like, wow, cool. I really centered myself in that situation. I didn't take in all the cons- like factors that could be playing into this. I'm sorry, I'm going to, that's made me change how I approach those yeah. things, blah, 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 which is like fine. But I think people have really like gone on it, like jumped on it and been like, no, fuck you, like this has happened. And then other people have been like, no, that person, like maybe we need to not have closed caption people near the front. And I'm like, whoa, that seems like a lot. It's just like a very complicated conversation. And also I'm pretty sure because of the nature of the show Hades Town, part of the the drama is that people are getting mad at this person and they're a person of colour and everybody else like, uh, they don't come for Patty Lapone in the same way. They're yeah. like, you're incredible. Look at this. Yeah, this people diva. think it's iconic. It's like, I got called out by Patty. And yeah. like, it's like a badge of honor. Yeah. And I think she was like, fuck this. I don't want to be part of this conversation anymore. I've handed in my equity card. Um, oh, so she hasn't figured it out. She hasn't really quit then. She's noped out of Broadway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's noped out. But mm. I do think it's like interesting because I was kind of like, because huh, I could imagine that happening to any of us, for example. There was one time where. I, during a set, had nearly, because I, in context, I'd also been told that there was a rowdy group of like 10 people who were in and they were like, just keep an eye on them. And Mm. I heard some like what sounded like a rowdy person having a go in my mind in that moment. And I like for a split second almost said something and then I was just powered through and just did my set. And I'm so glad I did because it was someone with a disability Mm -hmm. who was laughing. Yeah. And who was having the time of their life during the show. And like, and I wasn't like the only comic who had like that, that second of, oh, I'm actually not going to, like, say anything. Or, like, this doesn't, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like... Sometimes you've got to be patient. Mm, Yeah. And also I feel a bit sorry for the actor because I do think, especially, like, on Broadway, it's kind of, I think, the job of, like, the stage manager or, like, front of house, like, to let let, let the cast know if there is someone with a device like that or or something like that um, so that that doesn't occur. Like, you know, it, it, it seems impossible that, like, you could just always know because there are going to be so many people, you know, on Broadway mm. or well, any, it's the any world show. We live in now. Yeah. And yeah, mm. so many people film things when they're not supposed to, or, you know, when you're at a concert and somebody's like phone light is on as they're recording yes. or like yeah. at a stand up thing where it's like explicitly not like this is yeah. being taped for 
fucking Netflix. What the fuck mm. are you doing? Yeah. And you're looking at these people and you're getting annoyed. So imagine seeing that as somebody on stage every night, seeing people record stuff that they're not supposed yeah. to. Like Having said that, I think bootlegs on Broadway are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should Slime do them. Tutorial. And Broadway is far oh, too yeah. expensive. And yeah, it is. Class yeah, divide I, is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm only just joining the chat as far as slime tutorials are concerned. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've only just arrived. <laughs> Very late to funny. the party. Yeah, I do feel bad for them though when they end up with um like those this. It doesn't just it isn't just like a slime tutorial of the whole, whole show. People use snippets of shows to compare the different cast members. Uh, What's a slime and then, tutorial? I've not heard of that. Oh, so if you type in the title of a um Broadway show and then like slime literally tutorial, any Broadway show, yeah. You'll find the show on YouTube. But uh, uh, sorry, you'll find an incredible slime tutorial on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> that has musical numbers. And oh, is, wow. It I love yeah, slime tutorials. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes. yeah, it's, um, it's, it's wild. It's interesting because it is, it is just that thing of like uh, accessibility and also like we, like, like maybe he just had like, that was like this, per- I don't know who it was, but that was that snap moment where they were like, like I've got friends in the musical six and they are like, it's relentless. Yeah. Like, and that's mm. in Australia where mm. people are, are way more respectful with friends in, in like the UK and in New York, people don't give a shit. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Mm. Americans truly don't give a shit. They don't, <laughs> no. I mean, with the state of the country, yes. I can <laughs> see why, why you just want to nope out of existence for a while. Yes. <laughs> truly. Yes. Oh, well, rest in peace, Patty Lapone. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she she saw Andrew Lloyd Webber starting to make his move on Broadway now that Sondheim's dead. And she was like, I'm out. <laughs> she <laughs> fucking hates it. Their feud is my favorite. Did you see that TikTok of that kid like um, praying to a Sondheim shrine? Like, please, Mr. Sondheim, please come back for just one year. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing bad Cinderella. I need you now. Terrific. <laughs> oh, I, I personally want to see the Broadway version of Camilla Cabello. Cinderella. That's oh, what I want to say. Well, James Corden's in that, isn't he? Yes. Look, oh look, look. As a rat. No, 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 no. A James, Take it back. Yeah, as a rat. How appropriate casting. Yeah. Um, so, yes. No. A James Corden-like character is in that. Yeah. Is in that. Uh, yeah. No. Just cast somebody else. But yeah. No. I, I definitely want to see that on Broadway eventually because <laughs> mainly because I love Billy Porter. Like, oh, that's, oh, true. I have loved Billy Porter for many, many years. Speaking yes. of which, uh, for my show next year, I'm trying to recreate the Fab G dress. So just oh, keep nice. your eyes, keep your eyes peeled for the butterfly dress. Icons only. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, the next Met Gala theme has been kind of controversial. Have you heard it's Karl Lagerfeld? What? No, really? Wow. Yeah. So the next Met Gala theme, because he passed away in the pandemic, I think. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Or just before. Um, And the things he's done at Chanel and Fendi and his own. His own brand, Karl Lagerfeld brand, honestly, like in the bin. But Fendi <laughs> and Chanel were quite iconic, but also the things Karl Lagerfeld has were said. Were they like spin-offs from him? I'm not familiar with. No, he was the artistic director. So okay. anything you would have seen on the Fendi or Chanel runway from the 90s onwards was all Karl Lagerfeld. Wow. Um, and he did so much, doing way too much. But also, I don't know if you remember, Karl Lagerfeld used to be fat. 
Mm-hmm. His diet book is, is, is fucked. It's, it's fucked. simply stop eating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's and then and then he carried the that on. Journey. Yeah, with how he spoke to models and stuff like that, Jesus and like how Christ. he spoke about models too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's not yeah, that's not a diet book. It's a manifesto for an eating disorder. Is what yeah, it is. yeah, like, yeah it's exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ten easy steps for anorexia. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Yeah, no, Karl Lagerfeld, I, I totally agree with you, by the way, earlier. Like, Karl Lagerfeld, like, I've never seen anybody, like, in the public eye who is just so fueled by hate and mm. so, and just bitterness. It's a German thing. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. 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 Was he a war profiteer? Maybe. Um, but the thing is, yeah, the, the thing about Karl Lagerfeld is that he has never had anything to say and uh, anything positive to say about anyone or anything in the fashion in- fashion and beauty industry, just period, from jump, has always had such a negative opinion about everything. And what's really, like, shitty about that is that because he is considered this icon, that that, that sort of talk is normalised in the industry. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's so, it's, like, it's just, like, that kind of language and it's so violent in its own nature and it's and so terrible. It's honestly only recently changed with the more, like, body positivity in modelling mm. Because when I first wanted to get into modeling, I was like 16, 17, and I was reading and like listening to all of this like bullshit about how skinny you had to be and how you had to like starve yourself. And I was doing all of that too. And that was just accepted. It wasn't like it is now where people are speaking out about it. I was just like people had just accepted that that's what they needed to do. And when you're like quite young, then, you know, you don't know anybody better, so. And what a just boring theme. Like the yeah. Met's meant yeah. to be fun and camp, not like based. I hate the ones that are like based around just one like person or like one like fashion label or whatever. It's like it, it just is so homogenous. Yeah, and like I bet everyone's going to wear Chanel. Yeah. yeah. And it's, well, yeah, yeah, it makes it awkward for other designers, hey. <laughs> yeah, like, or I guess they'll take their, like, spin on some of the iconic things he did at the fashion houses where he was designing and creating, but, yeah. I feel like it's just going to be one big bitch fest. <laughs> they're, just, well, they're all just going to be catty to each other the whole time. true, and, like, yeah. who's going to – I feel like it kind of opens the – which will be interesting. It opens sort of the, the box for, like, I wonder what people – who don't like Karl Lagerfeld because he had enemies. Mm. Oh, he had people that he rubbed wrong and stuff like that. And also what like some of the bigger, particularly bigger girls will wear and how they will represent someone who was outwardly quite awful about them. I can't wait to see Lizzo's fit. I was yeah, just well, thinking yeah. of Lizzo. <laughs> She'll come She's up with something funny. She's going to slay the shit. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, if that's if that's any kind of retroactive, re- retroactive revenge on the industry, it's Lizzo. Yeah. Yeah. Turning, up, turning up to a Karl Lagerfeld theme event. Yes. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's karma. <laughs> <laughs> that's the universe correcting itself. <laughs> I think we've come to our pop or flop. You guys ready to get into our pop or flops? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm happy to kick it off if please. Yes, like. please. Um, pulling up the list. So my flop this week, you may have heard me already talking about it online, but um, Midnight's by Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh. I am not feeling it. So just to fill you in, Jay, I have been the biggest Taylor Swift defendant on this podcast in the face of these two um, who are just <laughs> constantly <laughs> coming for her neck. Um, <laughs> and now Someone's got to. Yeah. <laughs> But now I just, I, I, I can't stand by this album. I'm so sorry. Like, 
I had I, a lot I, of hope. Are you conceding, Charlie? Yeah, I guess I am. Oh, oh no, yeah. Charlie. That Goodness. makes me sad. No, I, I mean, I still love Taylor and I will be on her concert. I just, yeah, this album wasn't it for me. I was hoping for a real fun because we've had the whole like folklore evermore kind of like, you know, soft, like wispy, like angsty mm. Taylor. And I'm like, cool, that's nice. And then there's all, there's been this thing about her like, you know, extricating herself from the corrupt producers and redoing all her old tracks as like mm. Taylor's version so that mm. she owns the copyright and the income. And it's like, that's amazing. That's great. And I was just hoping that this album was going to be more of a kind of like pop, um, you know, give us some fun bangers um, kind of thing. And it just wasn't that at all. Like it's all right music. It's just very samesy. Mm. Um, they all sound like Jack Antonoff produced tracks um, which is he's the guy that like works on like basically every like female pop artist at the moment. Everybody mm. has compared it to Lord's album. Yeah, is um mm. to melodrama. Is Lana Del Rey's feature really oh that much of a joke? Oh my god, it, she's not in it. <gasps> so it's like Snow on the Beach featuring Lana Del Rey. You listen to the song, you're like, and you get to the end, and you're like, where was Lana? Like I was like, is she a background is she vocal? Just like is up she the like back a? Just be like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is she playing the synth? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. If you want ethereal, you you call Lana. Like, yeah. yeah, but she's Absolutely. just not in it, and it's like, what an embarrassment to even list it. And she's the only feature on the album. How do you how do you ghost your own feature spot? Like, yeah. also, it's such a strong, fun move for Taylor Swift to feature Lana Del Rey. I'm a yes. Here's my problematic queen is Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I love Lana. Right, okay. I, love, I love to hate her too, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've always wanted to have a conversation with Lana Del Rey and just ask her, "Hey, what's going on with you?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really want to know. Because she's just like she's that friend that you don't see for two years, but she shows up at a party and is like attached to your hip, and then yes. she's gone again. Yeah, mm. and you're like, "What is?" And then she, you know, like always she has just, Julia Fox energy. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Like right. I never tell if she's yeah. being ironic. I don't know if she has ever been ironic yeah. <laughs> because I think that she is simply her, who she is. Like I, I just, yeah, it's so funny. But, yes, I was excited because I was like, what an I like actually quite an iconic little feature yeah. for like two women, who two female artists who kind of came through around the same time. They're a similar mm. age as well. Like I think Lana's yes. a little bit older than Taylor, but like they both have rich parents. I was like, this kind is of great. similar voices, <laughs> like that soft, like – yeah, speak singy kind of thing. I was um, like, I see this happening. I don't know. Maybe you guys need to listen to it and let me know. Maybe I've just come in with very high expectations. Look, but... I've never listened to a whole Taylor Swift album, and I'm not about to start. Yeah, at this well, late don't stage. start with this album. <laughs> I, I, look, I, I'm I'm going to say just for your sake, Charlie. I'm not a Taylor Swift. I'm not a Swifty by any measure. Yeah. What I can say is that, like, look, this is this is a young woman who has who has pretty much have had every sling and arrow thrown at her. Everyone has yeah. come for her neck. And I don't think it's uh, an, an unfair criticism you have of her album because, secret, I have listened to some of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because, yeah, because, look, I was very anti-Taylor Swift in the beginning. I was just like, I don't need to listen to another white woman talk about who she's in love with. Yeah. Like, so, so, <laughs> no more songs about boys, for God's sake. But at the same time, uh, like, based on, like, every conflict that she's come through, and she's just come up swinging, and I respect that as just a fighter's spirit. Like, well done. You've, yeah. you've climbed to the top of the mountain. And maybe I think that's where she's at now. She's at the top of the mountain. And yeah. it's like, yeah. how much further do I need to go? I can't, I can't touch the sky because I'm already there. Yeah. You know? As, has, does she have anything left to give us is my question. Yeah. That's, well, so. it is the 10th album, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, it just felt a little bit rushed. 
yeah. is all I'm going to say. Sue me, come for me, cancel me in the comments, do what you want. But that's that's that on that hunty period, yeah. slay house down boots. Yeah. Well, I have a pop for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Controversially, I like that supermarkets bring in holiday foods so early. <laughs> Wait, what's this? Like, you know, when you like go to Coles and you're like, oh, why do you have mince pies? Oh, and then you're the Christmas like, shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have mince pies, I guess. Why not? Um, I really like Christmas themed foods and <laughs> also um, I don't mind them being there like six months before. At first, like when I first noticed it happening, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Why don't we have Christmas stuff all year round? Yeah. People well, just hate didn't fun. Didn't you tell us at one point that there were like specific German foods that sometimes like Aldi has yes, that are like Christmas Al- related? Aldi always delivers the goods around Christmas and they have the best German like um, like spiced biscuits and stuff. Is so, that the, um, what's it called? Bis- Spekulatus. Oh, that You know those good. ones that are like, look like houses? Yes. I love it. Like, like windmills? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. They're actually Dutch, I think, but. Gorgeous. I still eat them. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Aldi. <laughs> Not sponsored. Um, yet. My pop this week is Halloween. I love it. I think it's fun. I think we grew up like particularly like, I don't know, like what the vibe was like in Germany, but like every, like my, my parents were like, fuck Halloween. It's American. Fuck Americans. Yeah, yeah. Fuck American. <laughs> you can't do this. And I like, well, I had an American friend in high school. Um, and she was like, we got to go trick or treating. And I went and like, my dad was fully like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, where's your allegiance? And I was oh like, my God. It's, a, it's a dress up It's party. candy, dad. Chill out. <laughs> but I've been walking around. I feel like maybe it's because of the last few years, but like around my like neighborhood, it's so fun. And it's like all these houses have like really done it up. And I feel like I've flipped a switch as well. I'm like, I'm decorating. Like, this is fun. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's just like, I don't know. It just. And did I see you got a Costco membership? I got a Costco membership, oh so my God. I'm gonna carve some pumpkins. Yes. yes, it's just like it's a fun holiday. Let us have some fun. If I don't think that Halloween is like the worst thing that has come out of like the Americanization of the world, truly. Yeah, I agree. I think probably <laughs> the Iraq War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's up there. I think that's worse. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's significantly scarier than, scarier than anything you'll find on Halloween. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I saw I, the funniest Halloween costume idea. That's just it's called Thirty Year Old Twink, and it's this demon. <laughs> <laughs> I I told you about how someone posted the the red carpet photos from Don't Worry Darling with the whole cast and crew being like, I just want to get my my friends together for Halloween to dress up as this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Good. Uh, What's your pop up, Jay? Before we get onto mine, I just want to quickly tag onto Halloween for oh, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I can say uh, pretty much every year that I've lived away from my own, from my family home, from about 22 onwards, I have just against all things Australian, I've definitely carved a pumpkin and put it outside my house. Yes. Okay, so every chance I get, I go, I go buy one of those big ass pumpkins from Woolworths and I just go and carve my way in and, and then have like a bag of fantails just ready to dole out. That's just. That's so yeah. nice. And, yeah, and also, what a great way to like, you know, promote safety in your community as yeah. well. Yeah. Go meet your neighbors, go have conversations with people. We're becoming increasingly more separate as a society and yeah. so isolated. Okay, yes, COVID, I, I get it. But also, also, like, you know, just wear a face mask. Be a sexy surgeon. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do something. Do something. And just promote the goodness of, you know, going and meeting your community and actually yeah. dressing up. Dressing up is fun. Like, yeah. come yes. on, everybody. Uh, my uh, my pop that could possibly turn into a flop. <laughs> and yes, so because 
here I am being a contrarian. Um, but <laughs> yeah, my pop that could possibly turn into a flop is uh, Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. Um, oh, now, now here's the thing, right? Like I look, I don't, I don't super love Timothy Chalamet. I think I have a similar Lana Del Rey relationship with him. Where yes. I, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of yeah. secretly hate him, but also. But also, like I just, I love what the dude does when yeah. he's on screen. He's just, he's just easy to watch. I yeah. guess is the best way I can do. It. And um, and I love that he is this. He's from this crop of actors, this younger generation, uh, that are just, you know, they're highly experimental. They're sort of, you know, they've ra been raised on the Tim Burton tradition of acting, and they're yes. where or the Johnny Depp tradition of acting, where it's just like let's throw everything at the wall and see what happens. And I love that sort of thing. He's great at playing quirky characters. I, I enjoy that. My question is. The question is, it's it's like asking someone to play Frankenfurter on, yeah. uh, you know, how are you going to fill those really big shoes? Gene Wilder set a precedent, my darling. So yeah. my question is, do you have the stones to pull this off? I hope you do. I really hope you do because I really want to see you in the top hat and the cane and the outfit. And I really want a return to the uh, the sort of very kind of like, oh, the really great, like sort of Wonka is this larger than life character, but also Wonka is secretly creepy. Yeah. Like, and gay. And gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. Look, I, yeah, I also think there's room for a queer Wonka here. So I really want to see this. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, so yeah, I, I I pop this, but with my fingers crossed and say, do not fuck this up, Timothy, please yeah, yeah. don't. Because yeah. I know that your track record for doing uh, any major part is like a 50-50 pass fail. It's yeah, a, totally. Is it a prequel? Is it like before the action or it's like a redo? I think, of... I think it is a prequel, actually. Yeah. I don't want to find out how he got there. Yeah, no, got... neither. Stop <laughs> it with the fucking prequels. <laughs> Not everyone needs an origin story. Yes. This is true. But, I mean, with someone like Timothy Chalamet, I hope, uh, I hope he has the ability to sort of make it uh, enjoyable the way the wicked, you know, wicked is enjoyable. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's, totally. that's what I'm sort of, I'm hoping for that magic to kind of come in because remember that the original um, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate, well, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was a musical. So yeah. I'm hoping for that as well. Yeah, well, yeah. it is yeah. a musical. I've seen right. like a, yeah. a, a grab someone filmed like on set and it's like um, Timothy on this like, um, cart with a horse, like singing. Oh my god! It, it looks very camp. I'm just thinking of that clip from SNL with him and Pete da Davidson, be like, "Ee, ee, yeah. skirt, skirt." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah. So, I guess to summarize, one half of my brain is going, "Great, I'm so glad this is going to happen. Prequel or not, I'm, I'm going to turn up for on on yeah. opening day." Oh, the other yeah. half of my brain is John Mulaney's monologue, "The Timothy Shower, my son of a bitch." <laughs> so that's that's yeah. That's basically where I'm at. So it's a pop, hoping it's not a flop. Nice. <laughs> we love it. Awesome. Well, this has been such a lovely episode, Jay. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much you for so joining much. us. Oh, look, I'd love to do this again with you. This Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, as someone who doesn't pay too much, I'm like I said, I'm three months behind the chat on everything. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm happy. Like this is the like way I get news. You're that mean. That's like. It's like Chris Rock just punched Will Smith <laughs> in the penis. <laughs> oh God! I, I wish I was there. I, I wish I, that the only time I've ever wanted to be in the Oscars audience. <laughs> yeah. It's like I would have been taking bets afterwards. <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, yeah. Where can our listeners find you online? You can find me on Instagram at uh, Tall Dark Funny, and <laughs> I love it. Yep. Uh, you can also find me at uh, at Facebook.com/slash JYMara. That's W Y M A R R A. And uh, yeah, you can find me where all good comedy is found. I post gig updates regularly, regularly, and I just joined TikTok. So. Oh, welcome! Oh, yes, welcome to the so change your life. Yes, so I told. We'll send you some shit. <laughs> Get your algorithm nice and fucked up. I, I held out as long as I could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I realized that there's I have a lot of spare time where I just need to scroll for random reasons. Yeah, so. yeah. it's all downhill from here. I know. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening, our friends, and thank you, Jay, for coming in. My pleasure. Darling.
Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at PopGazePod. And if you like this episode, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget, be gay. (laughs) (laughs) How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.